Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. A big shout out to the Fallible Nation and a warm welcome to our first-time listeners. My name is Brent, and today we're talking about balancing theory versus practice. In the first part of the show, guys, we're going to talk about the things that keep us in that theory planning phase of life and prevent us from taking the action that we need to take to really thrive in our life. In the second half of the show, we're going to get into the rewards of taking action and executing your plans. And then we'll wrap it up with balancing the two out just a little bit. So without further ado, guys, let's get into the show. Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential and grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? That's the question in this podcast will help you with those answers. My name is Brent and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Number one, guys, fear. Plain and simple, we're afraid. Afraid of what? Well, that could be anything. The most obvious fear is just failure. If we just plan and never try, we won't have to deal with failure. Most surprisingly, though, success is a common fear. What happens if our lofty plans succeed? Will that change us? Will it be enough to satisfy us? What comes next after that? What will people expect from us if we actually achieve something? Success is actually a more common fear almost than failure because people are terrified of what comes next. What happens if I succeed? Will people look at me differently? Will people expect more from me? That's really hard for a lot of people to deal with, guys. So that's one of the things that holds us in that theory realm. Number two, self-doubt. Even more insidious than fear is doubt, specifically doubting ourselves. If we don't believe in our abilities to pull off plans, then we won't ever act on them. We will rather lose ourselves in the planning and theorizing than risk exposing ourselves as frauds just by trying, right? I don't even remember what it's been attributed to a lot of people, but there's that old saying of it's better to keep your mouth shut and be presumed a fool than to open your mouth and prove them right. We really have struggles with self-doubts. We just don't believe in ourselves most of the time. And so that keeps us in this theory phase where we dream big and we plan big, but we never get moving because we really don't believe that we can. Guys, that's a horrible fear to have eating at you, that doubt. It's just a horrible thing to deal with. You have to start believing in yourselves if we're ever going to get out of that planning phase. Number three is comfort. <sighs> comfort, guys, comfort's a killer. I've talked about this before. I rag on this a lot. But, I mean, comfort is the enemy of action. A lot of people enjoy being comfortable and do whatever they can to avoid discomfort in their lives. The problem is, it's a natural part of life to experience some discomfort. The most successful of us learn to embrace temporary discomfort if it helps us get to long-term gains. If you're the type of person that avoids discomfort at all costs, you will be far less likely to act on your plans. Taking action, especially if it's a major or new action, often includes some level of discomfort, whether that's mental or emotional or even physical discomfort, right? Maybe you want to get in better shape, but there's going to be some physical discomfort because you haven't been in shape. So going for that walk or getting in the gym, that can be a little scary. Or, hey, I like my comfort food. I got the belly to prove it, guys. It's something I got to work on. 
I like my comfort food. That's uncomfortable to have to switch to foods I don't necessarily enjoy to get healthier. So comfort zones, guys, comfort is just the enemy of progress. It's the enemy of progress forward. I could rant on that all day. In fact, I think I've done an entire podcast on that. So I'll leave it be and we'll just keep on moving. Number four, it's fun. For some people, planning, learning, theorizing, they're just a lot of fun. Now, I got to admit, I can be this guy because I love to plan things. My wife, especially, she's one of these people. She loves to plan and dream big and put together thoughts and ideas and dream about how this would go or how if we were in this situation, right? These people love to hit the books or just lose themselves in the books entirely. They might lose themselves researching new things or new ideas or new concepts. And they enjoyed to learn the new concepts or skills so much. They actually just, that's the phase they like to be in. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I hope you enjoy learning because learning should be fun. Learning should be a positive thing in your life. And I hope it really is. So it doesn't necessarily sound bad. However, we can get caught in that fun learning and just stop there. We have to have forward action. They might not enjoy putting the plan into action. Taking action on their plans might mean doing a lot of basic boring groundwork that they don't find that's tedious, find enjoyable. Sorry, let me finish that thought. That they don't find enjoyable, that's tedious to them, or that's just not the part they enjoy. I actually had a friend who was a great planner and they were great right up until execution. Then they're like, oh yeah. Mm. And then it was half-hearted and some people like I'm an executor. I had a friend I've done a lot of work with and he is really good at putting together all those pieces. And But when it comes to hitting the ground and running, he'd much rather sit and advise and and that's fine. We play to each other's strengths. He was a great planner and I was good at hitting the ground and running. You give me the plan and we're like, all right, here's the plan, Dallin. He's like, okay, let's go. Yeah, go, go, go. So you can play to each other's strengths, but you have to take action. It's fun to plan. It's fun, fun to theorize. It's fun to dream big. It's fun to research. Fun. I'm saying fun today. I'm sorry. It's fun to research and to look into, but you have to get moving, guys. Fun can be an absolute derailment from where you want to go and actually achieving your plan. Number five, perfectionism. This stops so many people from ever going anywhere. A lot of people get caught up in the myth of perfection. We refer to it as a myth because there will never be an exact right time or set of circumstances. Your plans will never be perfect. And if they do somehow work out perfectly, it will be more about luck than anything you really did. Even knowing all that info, people still can't help themselves. They get stuck theorizing forever because they can't find the perfect time or the stars don't align and they don't feel like their plans are ever quite good enough. I've been part of Think Media's uh, YouTube training program for a while and I love Think Media. They put out great information if you want to be a YouTuber. That's why I went there. That's why I watch a lot of their stuff is they help me with my YouTube channel. 
And one of the things that they talk about is perfectionism just kills people from ever actually taking that leap. And the founders, one of his favorite things to say, Sean says, you just got, you got to punch fear in the face and hit record. Your first videos will be messy. Your first, it will all be messy. And if you go back to the beginning, guys, if you go back to my first videos on my YouTube channel, they're bad. <laughs> and I don't know that I'm that much better two years later than I was then, but I'm trying. But if you go back to the beginning, everybody started out rough, right? Mr. Beast, who is one of the biggest YouTubers in the world, put out well over a hundred plus videos before he ever had much of a following and they weren't very good. Sean Cannell, the founder of, founder of Think Media actually left his original videos up for the purpose of letting people see that everybody starts messy and bad, which I have deep appreciation of because it makes me feel a little better about myself. If Sean can have to work on it, well, guys, most of us get stuck in that perfectionism. We expect that we'll have the perfect line or the perfect plan or the perfect setup or the perfect this or the perfect that or the stars will align Guys, you can't. Perfectionism will hold you back, right? Have you any of you ever seen the meme? Let us know. DM me on whatever platform. You guys know I'm everywhere. DM me on whatever platform. Have you ever seen the meme and it's like got the skeleton sitting there on the park bench saying still waiting for the perfect mate, right? You've got to dump the idea of perfectionism. Every great idea started messy. Everything that you see, don't compare somebody's two years, three years, five years, 10 years into something with your start. Perfectionism will just end you before you even begin. Number six, worrying about other people. It's very easy to get caught up worrying about what other people are going to think. I know I do. I, I'm guilty of this. You might have come up with a plan or a theory that excites you, but then you worry about, well, what will other people think? What happens if I try and fail? What if it doesn't go according to plan? That perfectionism is creeping in that brain there. It doesn't matter how well you plan. If you're worried about looking like a failure, you're not going to be motivated to act on your plans. If you are so wrapped up in everybody else's thoughts and Oh my goodness, how does this person, how, how is so-and-so going, going to react to this? I, I know I was scared to tell some people when I started podcasting. We call it imposter syndrome, right? We talk about that on YouTube a lot among YouTubers is why would anybody listen to me? Why do I have to offer the world? There are a lot of people who never share because that's the way they feel like, well, I have nothing to offer anybody. It's called imposter syndrome, right? We just put a fancy term on it for a specific situation, but really that's what it all comes down to is we're worried about how other people are going to react to our videos or our podcast. Why would anybody listen? I was actually really kind of afraid to tell a couple of people close to me in my life that I love dearly that I was starting a podcast because what, how are they going to react? Are they going to laugh at me? Are they... They're going to be like, yeah, but, but as you, what do you have to say? I was really scared to share that with some people who are very close to me because I was afraid of their opinion. 
So I actually like, I got almost a year and a half into my podcasting career before I ever even told some people I had a podcast. Worrying about other people is a very valid issue that interferes with you getting to that action phase and just locks you into the theorizing planning phase. And so it's something you have to get a handle on. Worrying about other people is never going to benefit you. It's never going to make your life better. And I know it's hard. But if that's you, we need to work on getting out of that. Okay. Number seven, bad experiences in the past. Life is rarely a smooth ride. Most of us have dealt with bad experiences in our past. The problem comes when we let those past experiences define our current life. And I've seen this on so many levels, and this plays out on so many different levels, way past what I can probably even imagine. If you had big dreams and plans in the past and acted on them, then failed, you might be a little gun shy to try it again. Often we won't act on our plans because they remind us too much of past failures. Guys, this happens with everything, right? A lot of people have skeletons in their closet, things that haunt them, bad experiences, whether it's with trying to start something new and succeeding or failing, or whether it's with relationships or whether it's with work experiences. A lot of us have bad experiences that often influence our current world. Those can hold us back from so much, so, so, so much possibility, right? How are you supposed to move on to something new when you're letting that past define you? And that's the same thing with launching anything new. As you theorize, as you come up with new plans and new dreams and new goals and they're beautiful goals, that creeps in there and you're like, you know, the last time I put myself out there, it didn't turn out like I planned. Or maybe it even wasn't a bad experience. Maybe it was a mediocre experience. And you're like, I thought I had this together and I planned and I put together and I worked hard and it still ended bad or just still didn't go anywhere. You have to stop letting bad experiences define you and hold you in that planning theorizing zone because it will just lock you up and twist you up inside and you will get bitter because you won't chase the things that are important to you in your future dreams. Number eight, this is the last one thing I want to address on things that hold us back from moving from theory to plan and planning to actual action and practice. Number eight is we worry it's too late. A classic reason we don't act on our plans is that we're worried it's too late. We feel like our window of opportunity is just closed. All of our hard work formulating a plan is useless because the timing isn't right. We might worry that time in general has moved on too much, making our plans kind of moot and pointless. Alternatively, maybe we worry we have moved on too much and reached a certain age where our plans don't make sense anymore. People spend their whole lives dreaming about the future, but by the time they get the pieces in place to follow some of those dreams, they're like, uh, well, I'm 40 now. That doesn't make any sense. This happens a lot in the YouTube community where people are worried that it's too late to start a YouTube channel. It's that ship has sailed. You can't start on YouTube and be successful anymore. It doesn't happen, right? This happens all the time in business. I know I put together plans 
and my wife and I were trying to figure out how to put together the funding because we're new to trying to do a business. And we had this great idea for a bakery, right? We we're going to open this bakery and we had a good location picked out and a good plan put together. And we kept struggling to try and figure out how to make financing work because we didn't know anything about business. Well, in that time period, our local grocery store actually completely redid their bakery and like tripled its size and started producing some of the best donuts in the county, if not the best donuts in our county, maybe farther. It's great donuts there. And a little bakery that handled everything else opened up in a not as good of a spot as I think as we picked, but they opened. And all of a sudden, all of our plans were like, well, this town that we live in factually is not big enough to have that many bakeries. And so all our plans became kind of moot and void because we took too long to get there. That impacted the way I look at other things now too. Cause it's like, oh wait, if I plan too long or it's going to pass me by, a lot of us deal with this fear and it keeps us in that planning zone, it keeps us in the theorization. It's a beautiful thought, but by the time I get it worked out, put together, it's going to be too late. It's too late for me to go back to school. It's too late for me to start a family. It's too late for me to take up motorcycle riding or backpacking. It's too late for me to start working out. I'm already overweight, right? This fear will lock you guys up and it's a bad, bad thing. Guys, so far we've been talking about balancing theory versus practice. And so far we've been handling the things that trap us in that planning phase and the theory and just kind of keep us locked up there from actually pursuing our goals and our plans. In the second half of the show, we're going to talk about and getting into taking action and some of the positive benefits of being an action taker and how that affects us both mentally and emotionally and how that kind of snowballs as we go. Now we're going to roll to our sponsor and we'll be right back. What's up, Fallible Nation? Are you getting something out of this podcast? Are you enjoying our content? Do you know we have content both on YouTube, on multiple social media accounts, a blog, and so, so, so much more. But what we really wanna share with you guys is we have a live and virtual conference that we do called the Phoenix Conference. The Phoenix Conference is coming up February 10th, 11th, and possibly the 12th, no guarantees on that yet, but February 10th and 11th. And we wanna invite you to join us. Now, if you can attend live in person, it's in central Washington, in Quincy, Washington, being hosted at the Faith Community Church Building in Quincy, Washington. If you can't join us live, we understand that you don't want to come to the Pacific Northwest just for a conference, guys. It is a two to three day event that's still in flux. That's happening February 10th and 11th. And guys, we have an incredible virtual conference that happens side by side. It is the same thing happening in real time. We're just running around crazy, making sure that you are getting both, both incredible experiences in person and virtually. We have incredible speakers like Oliver Marcel, Jim Fuller, Diamond Well, and we just added to the venue, David Pascalone. Guys, we're absolutely excited about this event. Tickets are on sale now on www.thefallibleman.com slash the Phoenix. Early bird pricing is up, guys, but it is running out of time on the early bird tickets. I can only do so many of those. Get your ticket both in person and virtual www.thefallibleman.com slash the Phoenix and join us for the Phoenix Conference 2023 as we focus on man on a mission. What is your talos? What is your purpose? Because to live your best life, 
you have to move in the direction of the purpose that you are intended for. And that's what we're here to do is to help you find that and walk that path. Let's get back to the show. And we're back, guys. We're here today discussing theory versus practice and balancing the two. We already talked in the first half of the show about the things that prevent us from moving out of that theory stage and that practice stage, out of that theory stage and planning into actual action. We talked about eight factors that tend to hold us back from moving into that. So if you missed the first half of the show, be sure and jump back and identify some of the things that might be holding you back. And then you can search the rest of our catalog to find help on how to move past those things as well. In this half of the show, we're going to get into the benefits and rewards both mentally and emotionally to actually taking action and pursuing those plans and putting them into practice. So number one, guys, satisfaction. Many people argue that satisfaction is even better than happiness. Truly feeling satisfied is a wonderful feeling. We can only feel it if we're taking action and reaching our goals. The more action you take in life, the more satisfied you're going to feel. And accomplishing those goals will leave that satisfaction as just this well of energy in your heart and in your mind. You will feel completed, more saturated. Like it's, it's, it's hard to describe, but you can't enjoy that satisfaction without knocking things off that list that you've been carefully planning. So create a smart plan with smart goals and take action, start bumping those off. And the satisfaction you will feel as you accomplish things will just be incredibly overwhelming. I don't know that it's better than happiness, but it's a pretty awesome feeling. Number two, you accomplish more. I mean, I that should be a foregone conclusion, but you know, there. in case it didn't occur to you, that's fine. When we act on our goals, we accomplish more thus leading to more feelings of satisfaction and more feelings of pride in ourselves. Planning and theorizing are really, they are important. Don't, don't misunderstand. I'm not trying to take out the validity and importance of those stages. You need to have a good solid plan, but we won't accomplish anything unless we put those plans into practice, right? We have to exercise and execute on our planning. Otherwise, it's just a really great dream. Tell me in the comments, how many of you have struggled with having a list of great dreams that never left your mind or the notebook page? I know I have. I've had so many, so many dreams and ideas that I thought, man, this would be a good idea. This would be an awesome idea. And they never left the page. Right. I planned, I theorized, but I just, I didn't have enough confidence in myself to try and move forward. I didn't think I knew the best. I didn't think I had the perfect plan. And there were so many things that never left the starting gate because I just didn't go past the theorizing stage. You can accomplish more always by acting on your plans and moving forward on those goals than if you don't. It should be a simple truth, but for some reason, we all struggle with that, including myself. Number three, actions lead to motivation. Many people spend a lot of time trying to find their motivation to attempt something. 
Even people with the best laid plans and theories can find it really hard to get motivated to get started. The thing is, taking action is what leads to motivation, not vice versa. You don't get motivated by thinking about doing something. You get motivated when you start doing something. Taking a small, simple step helps us build momentum and find the motivation we're sorely lacking. I can tell you there have been a lot of days where I did not want to go to the gym. I was sore, I was tired, I had a lot to do, and I just was not motivated to work out. Well, it's amazing. I get to the gym, I get about five minutes in, 10 minutes in, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm feeling good. I've had some of my best workouts on days where I just did not feel motivated to go to the gym, but I went anyways out of discipline and that launched into an incredible workout because I actually took action and that motivated me into a better workout. Number four, you gain life experience. We miss out on a lot of life experience if we're stuck in the theoretical stages and never put our plans into action. When we put our plans into action, we get to learn a lot. We learn from the failures, we learn from the successes, we learn from the entire experience of taking action. This kind of life experience is only possible if you put your carefully laid plans into practice because there are certain things that you only learn once you try. I talk about the difference between education, like intellectual knowledge and wisdom and practical knowledge all the time. I may not always term it that way, but I have very strong feelings about it. I know a lot of people who have a lot of intellectual education and because they went to college and they study these things, but they've never actually set foot in that trade or in that profession. And I know a lot of people who never went to school, but they started at the bottom and worked their way up. And those people go get things done because there are certain things you have to learn. Now, those intellectually educated people, there's nothing wrong with that. As you go through the process, you're going to get even smarter because you may have that intellectual knowledge, but once you start adding that practical knowledge, it'll create a beautiful blend that will make you really good at what you do. But you're going to have to learn on the ground some because there's just certain things about everything, every experience, every profession, every job that comes with actually putting feet on the ground and getting the experience. Number five, what's next? <laughs> now this may seem strange, but from actually putting into practice your planning and your theory, you get a whole nother level. And that is, what is our first thought after accomplishing something? For many of us, the first thought is, what's next? This is a healthy mindset because it means we are constantly striving to be better. When we accomplish something, it sets us up to be excited about our next challenge. It's actually like a regular progression. People who accomplish goals want to accomplish more goals and want to accomplish more goals. And they start setting more goals and loftier goals and bigger goals. You still have to go through the planning phase, but this shifts us into action along with planning. Because once you knock out one, it feels good. You gain that satisfaction. You gain that experience. And you're like, if I can do that, what about this? And then you do that. And you're like, man, I did that. What's next? And you start dreaming bigger. And you start inspiring yourself 
because you start believing in yourself. So that what's next mindset is really, really valuable. Number six, you inspire people close to you. One of the best motivators I've found in my life is I like to encourage other people. I like to walk alongside other people. Becoming someone that takes action doesn't just benefit you. It doesn't just benefit me if I take action. Putting our plans into practice will help motivate other people around us. That might be friends, that might be loved ones, that might be coworkers. Doesn't matter. People in your orbit will be motivated by you taking action. They'll see that we attacked our goals and we reached them. And if we can do it, maybe they can do it too. You're empowering them. Think about how positive an example of this would be for your kids, right? What if your kids see you meeting goals? What if they actually understand and become part of that process and see you plan and, you know, come up with ideas and theories and then put it into action as an action plan or watch you achieve things? What are you teaching them? What are you teaching coworkers? You're our friends. You're, you're empowering them to be powerful too by you taking action. Because if you can do it, then maybe they can too. And that helps with that confidence that we talked about that holds us back, that belief in self in the first half of the show. Number seven, guys, you develop new skills. Quite often, planning includes brushing up on some skills. Sometimes this commitment to improving skills holds us back from taking action and can be problematic. However, when we put that plan into action or into practice, that we truly start building our skills. That's where it happens. Practice is what makes perfect. I've had this discussion with my daughter over and over again. My 10-year-old thinks that she should be really good at something just automatically. That just like, de facto, she is talented at basketball. Oh, well, I'm not good at baking cookies. You've only done it once, right? She's still wrapping her mind around this idea that to get good at something, you're not inherently good at it. It takes practice. Practice is what makes perfect. After all, I'm not planning. So as we work towards our goals, we are forced to learn new skills to deal with new obstacles. We hone our current skills by using them when it matters, guys. It's that practice and that practice and you learn what you need. Oh, look, I learned this. I cannot tell you how many skills I've developed in production by just working on my own YouTube channel. I now offer production work for other podcasts because after two years of producing my own show, week in and week out, guys, I've picked up a lot of skills in audio engineering and other stuff. And so now I actually have those skills I can sell for other people's shoes as well as my own because I had to learn. I had to hone the skills I already had and take on new skills. That comes from action. Number eight, boost your confidence. Acting on our plans and theories is one of the best ways to boost your confidence. When you start hitting that satisfaction of achieving certain things, when we act on our plans and things go as we theorize, we naturally feel more confident, right? We didn't believe in ourselves necessarily before. That was one of the things that holds us back. We naturally start to become more confident as we act and things go the right way. We'll be more confident in ourselves, more confident in our plans, 
and it will make taking action a lot easier because we're building up that belief in ourselves and that confidence that we are capable and we are able. Number nine, you minimize regret. This one's a weird, weird big theory that I'm going to keep short because I'm pretty sure I could go down the rabbit hole on this. But by acting on your plans, you minimize your regrets in the future. For most people, their biggest regrets are things they never tried or experienced. If you're the type of person that plans more than you act, then you're, you'll likely be full of regrets. When you're the type of person that puts your plans into practice, you're more likely to try most of the things that you wanted to do. A lot of people get towards the later portions of their life. And it's like, man, I wish I had tried starting that business. Man, I wish I had taken that vacation. Man, I wish, I wish, I wish, right? I wish I had tried developing that. Guys, it's incredible how much regret people have in their lives. Well, how do we fight regret? We we act. We get out of the planning and theory phase after we have a good plan and we put it into practice. Number 10, it creates new opportunity. No matter how thorough our plans are, we can't plan for everything, right? A big believer, I was just talking about this on the live stream the other night of having plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. And if I get through plan C, I'm okay. <laughs> because we can't plan for everything. And I know, cause I try. While this might be scary, it's not always a negative. You can never know what new and exciting opportunities might present itself while you're working towards your goals. I never thought as I was building my own podcast, that I would be able to take some of the skills I learned from that and use that as a business tool to help other podcasters and to make some extra income. Right. I didn't know that. I didn't know the skills I would develop would enable that as a business. I didn't know that the skills and experiences I developed being a podcaster would help me to put on a live conference. And some of the people I would work with some incredible people I've met all over the world. If you've been following the podcast, you know, I've talked to guys in Scotland and Australia and South Africa and England. It's just been really cool. And guys all over Canada and America. It's been super incredible because I met these people and opportunities have come out of that to do other collaborations. And that's what happens when you act. You get new and exciting opportunities that you may not have planned on, but it may be exactly where you need to go and you just know it until it fell in your lap. Now, guys, if you're struggling with balancing theory versus practice, what you need to do is iron out a system to keep you accountable to yourself. This can be done by setting different boundaries, deadlines, and systems, such as I can only work on one long-term goal and one short-term goal at a time and can't start another one until that's done. So shut off that, oh, planning phase. Okay, I have to finish this task, right? I'm really bad about starting a bunch of stuff and only getting some of it done. So let's limit how much I can start, right? Or setting a deadline on the planning stage, like, okay, this is a mid-sized goal, so one week of solid, dedicated, focused planning, and then I have to start. No more planning after that, right? Review, sure, but no more planning after that. Or you can gauge a protocol like the wedge system to use to guide you through the process. The wedge system is W, what and why, 
E, establish goals. D, decide what matters most. G, go with milestones. R, E, engage in reflection. Now, for a complete like, breakdown of the wedge system, because that's a whole other podcast, guys, what you actually need to do is check out our blog on our website on Friday this week. I have a complete breakdown of what the wedge system is, how it works, and how you can use it to help balance theory versus practice on my website, on the blog on Friday. You guys will be able to then actually just see that instead of me trying to explain it verbally. You can actually see the acronym and see how it breaks down, and that will give you a much better solution than me trying to explain it verbally over the podcast. But check that blog out Friday, guys. If you're having problems balancing it, you need to identify the things that are keeping you from going forward. And we went through those, go back to the first half of the show. We went through eight of the most common things that keep us in that theory planning zone. Identify what those weaknesses are in your own life and then seek solutions. Like I said, look through my catalog. If I haven't covered it yet, contact me and we'll do a show on that next. But guys, identify those weaknesses Look at other coaches if you need to or whatever. That's fine. It's not going to upset me, but identify those, get that in check, set boundaries, right? Set deadlines. So you have to take action and start moving forward. You need to put into practice or you will live a life where you struggle with regrets at the end. And nobody wants that guys. We want to come alongside you here at the fallow man on your journey as man, husband, father, wherever you are and help you as you walk along, because we're trying to get to our best selves. We're trying seeking our purpose and becoming the best version of ourselves. And I think that's why you're here. If we can serve you in that way, I have coaching services. I have other venues besides the podcast. Find us wherever we are. We would love to come alongside you as part of the fallible nation and encourage you You jump on memberships on my website and guys, We just want to be part of your life and encourage you as you make that journey because we believe in you because we believe you are meant to be incredible and we're born for a specific purpose and the world needs who you were made to be. I believe it in all my heart, guys. Be better tomorrow because what you do today and we'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.